Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another edition of the Fade the Public Podcast. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me as always is the unbelievably worthless and loveless Mr. Ryan Morrison. It's rattle you hear here. Um, it's the Joe Rogan uh, sound effect. It's, it's whiskey. Um, so as you know, Ian, it is February 12th. Uh, and two, in two days, we'll celebrate yet another Valentine's Day um, with my right hand and an $80 subscription to a website I don't even have to name. So uh, good to be here. Um, not in a great mood. I don't think you are either. And uh, would you like to tell the listeners why we're in a bad mood? Um, is it because we are dumb enough to root for West Virginia University? I don't even I, – I don't think – here's the thing. I don't think we're dumb. I think it's – I think we get some kind of sadistic pleasure out of out of watching this fucking garbage team play every. I think you mean masochistic. Is it masochistic? Okay, yeah, I always get those mixed up. Sadistic is taking pleasure in the misfortune of others. Masochism is taking pleasure in the misfortune of yourself. Yes. So, in true masoch- masochistic uh, um, traits, uh, yeah. we we. Um, Blow a nine-point lead in the second half to Kansas. At, led most of the game uh, up until the last four minutes. Um, on going down the stretch here, I want to read you a few statistics. Um, going down the stretch, uh, we led 46-40 with 8.53 to go and had the ball. Follow me so far? Yes. And now, normally you would think you're probably going to win the game, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's you have a you have quite the advantage at that point. It's not it's not a twenty point lead, of course, but yeah, you you'd like to think that you're gonna hold on to that. Oh, you're at home, you're at home. So you think yeah, you think th- this is probably a good chance we're gonna pull you this would, one away. You would take that. You would take that if you were offered that against the number three team in the nation. You would take that ten times out of ten. After that, one for eleven from the field. One for four from the free throw line and nine turnovers. Nine fucking turnovers. Bad that entry passes. Seems, that seems bad. Is that bad? That's that bad. bad. That's fucking bad. It's not the 13th team in the nation good. Dude, horrible well, entry passes. Let's get passes. this perfectly clear. Let's get this perfectly clear. The fact that we were ranked 14th in the nation this week in the AP poll is mind-boggling. It's did they not watch? Did they, have they not watched any of our away games this season? I don't even mean the most recent. I mean literally any of the away games that we have played this season. Because we've played like fucking dog shit in every away game. And this is the first time that we've had a, su- like a subpar performance at home. But, or, but if you just look at how we play away from home... We do not play like we are a top 20 team. 49 and points. Personally, personally, I'm excited to be that team, that 5 seed that gets knocked out by a 12 seed, uh, assuming that we can hold on long enough to actually remain a 5 seed. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm somewhat relieved that we're not going to be a top 2 or 3 seed because I was ready to dump gratuitous amounts of money into traveling for March Madness. It's not going to happen now. If we had won tonight, I was going to book my plane ticket to um, Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament, thinking we probably got a good shot. 
If we can beat Kansas one to two, and we go on the road and play Baylor close, I'm thinking we're gonna have a good chance in in uh, Kansas City in a couple weeks. Not the fucking case now. I'm not spending 600 bucks on a plane ticket to go out there and watch us get our shit kicked in by a 14 and nine Iowa State team. I mean, dude, it's it's unbelievable how much we regress year after year during the year. We started out we are, we started out uh, what like 15, 16 and one in out of conference play, and we're now 19 and six. That sounds right. I mean, what the what the ah, just it's pointless dribble at this it's, point. You know, I can sit here and rant even, about it all day. It's not even that we've lost six games because that's generally a good record. The problem is that we've lost to Kansas State, we've lost to Oklahoma, we've lost to Texas Tech, we've lost to Iowa State. I forgot about the loss to Iowa State. Have we, the, have we played Texas on the road yet? That's going to be a loss. Yeah, we are playing like dog shit away from home. And then we can't, we can't beat the good team. I don't have any faith that we'll beat Baylor one game this season. No. No, Baylor looks really good, too. They, play, they look really good. They, they struggled a little bit against Texas, but I think they got into some foul trouble the other night. They look good. They, I mean, I just, I don't, it's hard to be positive about this WVU team when you look at the resume and I, I compare it to football when we were like, we had like nine wins, 10 wins, but we really didn't beat anybody. You remember that season? The big yes. 12 was statistically. That was the one that, that, that was the one that people always brought up to me when I talked about how much I fucking hated Dana Holgerson. And they're like, well, he got us a 10 win season. It's like, yeah, where we were, where we got Dick kicked by the only two good teams we played. Yeah. Including Oklahoma at home in the snow. I mean, a game where you probably should have clinched, you know, something. You should have, you probably should have won, won that game and you come in and get just absolutely annihilated in the first quarter. That was, that was the most disheartening game I've ever been to. I showed up to that game and I showed up like five minutes late. And we were already down 14 points. I then watched us go down another 14 points in the next 10 minutes of watching the game. Not to go too off track, I left that game at halftime, one of the only games I've ever left at halftime. It was that much of a shit-kicking. However, to get back on track, three takeaways from tonight. Derek Culver is getting extremely frustrated with how stupid the rest of the team is. When you watch him play, he's got clear post position. He has good footwork. He's making himself open, and guys aren't seeing him down on the block. He throws great passes into the post when he has to make the posts. And and uh, for, beyond that, um, he gets so frustrated when they don't see him that he quits halfway through. So Derek Culver's getting frustrated. He's the smartest guy on the court, and he's not getting the touches he deserves. Number two, Brandon Knapper is is a ball hog. You can call it when he dribbles down the floor and shoots. He's going to when he dribbles the ball down the floor, he's going to take a bad shot. He provided nothing to the team tonight. Took some stupid long range threes. And then number 3, the one-handed entry passes into whoever is in the in the post do not need to happen. They don't work. I don't know why we decided to get cute and started to flip things around people. They're not open. My god. If this team had what speaking of this if this team had one shooter 
One shooter, one guy that can knock down open shots, we would be significantly better. Well, we don't have it. Deuce is gone. I don't know what happened to his shot. I guess he got caught up with a girl. It's got to be girl problems. That's the only thing that makes any sense how you regress this much. Sean McNeil is non-existent. It's, ah, dude, it's, we just need one more piece. We're missing a piece. Seems like that's always the fucking problem with Bob Huggins' teams is we're missing one piece to be really good. Yeah, well, the problem is that we have three white guards on the team that can't put down a fucking shot whenever they need to. Yeah, I mean, McCabe, McCabe is not consistent shooting-wise. He's not tall enough. The problem McCabe has is he's not tall enough to shoot those, those pull-up 15-footers because they'll get blocked, right? So he's got to rely on these stupid long threes that he can't knock down. The thing with McCabe that's deceptive is his plus-minus on the court is much better uh, than any other guard we have. When he was on the court, we're generally well, that's winning. Well, because, that's because McCabe is actually probably the smartest of the guards we have. And that's what, that's what they keep telling you on the fucking broadcast, is that he's basically a leader on the team. Hey, you, but you need your leader to fucking score. You need him to score, and he can't do it. Matthews yeah. is non-existent. Jermaine Haley had an all-time shit game. Dude. Yeah, and Haley and Matthews. Matthews was one of the most reliable scorers for the first half of the season, and he has been non-existent for the past few games. Jermaine Haley, you can usually rely on him for six or eight points, and he just couldn't play for shit tonight. Uh, well, so we can, we'll save the Baylor preview for later, but what, what are your expectations now? So starting Big 12 season, I'm thinking two-seed, three-seed, you know, Sweet 16 team. I, I think we temper – I think we're happy getting a win in the tournament and making the semifinals of the Big 12. Um, I think we – hold on. Yeah, I think we make it to the semifinals. I think we beat one of the – I think we're high enough in the standings that we get one of the play-in teams – Hold on. I'm trying to remember how the tournament works. Yeah, so... so the, four, the four worst teams play each other, right? Uh, yes. And then those two teams play the, the second and third teams. Or the third and fourth teams. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, that's, that's how I thought it went. So I am under the impression that we will play one of... We'll make it to the semifinals because we are one of the top four teams in the Big 12, uh, but I don't expect us to get past that. Yeah. Well, we got to win some more games. I yep. don't know. I and, mean, I, I, if I'm on the team right now, I don't know what Huggins told him in the locker room, but um, he's got to be pissed off with the effort. It felt, I felt like we gave up. When, when Moss hit that three to, to put them up or to give them the lead with four minutes to go, I said, this is over. This is over. I texted Nick Davidson, I said, this is done. They, they won. Game over. And I don't know why this team can't play behind. It, it's got to be youth, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because we lack a guy that's got the fucking balls to go out there and score. We don't, you know, we don't have a Deshaun Butler. We don't have a, we don't have a, a Javon Carter. We don't have a Daxter Miles uh, or a Jayshon Page, a guy that can, that can put the ball on the floor and, and get to the rack and give you two points when you need it, when you need it. You know, and Deuce was that guy at the beginning of the season, but he, I think he's tapered off. I think, I think he was a little hot, you know, at the beginning of the season, and maybe, maybe some teams have picked up some film on him. That could be the explanation, too, is people have seen some film on this team 
uh, because they're so young and there's so many fresh faces and, and we're a little easier to defend now. Uh, but I, I can't think of anything else that would, would cause it. So, um, anyway. The first round exit from the tournament's going to be uh, really relaxing when I can just focus on how poorly my entire bracket's doing after that. When I can, when I can honestly, like, this is maybe, like, going to just aid my um, notion to just fly out to Las Vegas rather than save up any money to go see us in the tournament. But the moment I fly out there and blow, you know, a couple grand at the casino, we'll make the Final Four. Guarantee it. Uh, that's actually why I'm looking forward to you going out there and blowing a couple grand at the casino, is because I don't particularly care about your financial well-being. I care about the team doing well, and clearly God has indicated uh, that he wants to take pleasure in your misfortune. Yeah, the magical Jesus wizard up there preying on me. Uh, It's the magical sky wizard. Of of all all seven billion people in this world, he's picking on me. Yeah, like I'm that important. Uh, oh no, it's it's not that you're that important. He's picking he's picking on plenty of other people if you've watched the news recently. Uh or ever, really. Any there's plenty of people that he takes his anger out on. You're just one of the people he fucks with for his own entertainment. <laughs> you know like how a cat will play with its food before it eats a mouse? Yeah, it's pure entertainment. Yeah, that, that's, See, that's what he's doing that's, to you. That's sadism, correct? Yes. Yes, Excellent. it is. Okay. Great. There you go, folks. And uh, for anyone that's upset with me about claiming that God is a sadist, you clearly have never read the Old Testament. Nor have you seen uh, the Chinese literally welding people into their own apartment in the last... <laughs> in the last... I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> have you seen this video? <laughs> I have not. Are you fucking with me? No, no, there is a video on the internet of the Chinese welding the door shut on an apartment building that was like that had people in it that had coronavirus. Yikes. <laughs> Yo, I was I I had considered making it my dumpster fire of the week, which is coming up. Uh but did you see that there was uh, some like national international satellite uh, that takes just screenshots of uh, sulfur di- like the sulfur dioxide uh, levels around the world because that's a, usually a, a sign of heavy pollution and so it's like a, one of those global warming sort of uh, activist yeah. people uses it. Well, they found that outside of Wuhan there was a high increase in sulfur dioxide output uh more so than you would normally see even in china and the the tweet also mentioned that there was that sulfur dioxide is commonly associated with the burning of organic matter (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like 90 percent sure if that's if that tweet is true, I'm ninety percent sure that they're just taking the bodies of the dead coronavirus people, throwing them in a mass grave outside of Wuhan, and just setting it on fire. So and I'm we never gonna know. try and go, go gonna try and go for like a literal dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. I've been. Um, you ever play the game uh, Plague Inc? Yes. Oh, did you not see that was one of those that was one of the first jokes that came out was that uh whoever was 
or uh, whoever was in charge of this disease didn't focus enough on the uh, on the uh, ability to spread the virus, and they'd been discovered in China already. I saw um, the I saw uh, a joke today that God uh, um, it was alive looking in in uh, heaven, and God was playing Sib Five, and he, <laughs> and the quote was, "Man, this is fucking boring." And the next, the next screen was Plague Inc. And he said, that's better. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've been, uh, every day at work, I play it for probably a couple hours because I don't do anything else at work. And uh, I've named my virus the coronavirus. So far, the fastest I've uh, been able to wipe out the entire earth is 265 days. Well, that's so, pretty good. We're close, Ian. We're close. Well, I've all, I've been saying for years that people worrying about the uh, the global warming hitting us in twelve years clearly aren't aware of how dangerous a plague would be, and um, I think that China's demonstrating why that could be a problem. Who thought that it, all it took was some fucking bat soup to test my theory? It's amazing how that shit gets into humans, and because we don't have any antiviruses for it, it just there's nothing to stop it. It just wreaks havoc, you know. Well, of course, it's know, not very developed. You know, Go that's ahead. why they, uh, why the older religions like Judaism and uh, Islam had rules about not eating pork, is because people didn't know how to properly like cook and uh, cut. Uh, pig meat and so they would frequently gain diseases from the pigs well you think about the, the conditions dying. the conditions the pigs were in i mean they live in their own shit that too you know and that's that's part of it right you know a cow at well, least doesn't I roll mean, around in his own shit all day yeah well i mean the uh the, one of the biggest reasons why diseases stopped spreading was the creation of indoor plumbing huh the wonder because why well, yeah, because people used to literally shit and piss in a bucket and then throw it out their window into the streets. They still do that in India, and India's doing just fine. Uh, like, uh, I'm not sure I'd go so far as to say doing just fine. Well, you ever They're heard, doing better. You ever heard the joke, uh, Pooh and Lou? No. Uh, it's some internet joke. I think 4chan. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's a lot about defecating in the street, but... Ah, uh, wait. No, I think that uh, I think that Tim has told me about that before. Yeah, that would be it. That's a Tim joke. We can make fun of Tim now because I mean he clearly doesn't listen to the podcast. Without question, he does not give <laughs> a shit about this podcast. You know. Um, so, oh, how do we get down this path? Um, oh, because so, I said you had mentioned something about welding. Yeah, welding uh, people indoors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what brought why did you bring up welding people indoors? Um Oh, because I had made the comment about God taking pleasure in yeah, your that's it, that's it. misfortune. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've re- we've reviewed this for all the listener at home, uh do we want to talk about uh NCAA men's basketball as a whole and what the outlook's looking like? Um Let's uh, we could touch on it. I think some there's some surprising teams. Did you watch North Carolina Duke the other night? I did not. Uh, so that was a good game. Duke looks you know as good as ever, but there you know a couple surprising teams out there. Gonzaga. My big surprise this year is Dayton. 
Dayton. Yeah, looks the Flyers. Great. Flyers haven't been this good since they had fucking Curry. R- wrong team. Wait. Oh, he's Davidson. Yeah. Who was on? Who was on Dayton? A while back when they were good. So Jake, this is going to piss off Jake because I don't know this either. But <clears throat> let's uh, let's talk. <laughs> we can keep talking about it for three minutes and not come up with it. Jake, listen. Last weekend was so pissed when we kept messing up names. He was getting. <laughs> he said he kept getting. Whose name so, did we mess up? Uh, well, when I forgot Kyle Shanahan's name, that was a point of emphasis. Well, um, that's because you're retarded. I knew Kyle Shanahan's whoa, name. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't refer to me as Dan Snyder, okay? That's that's a fucking <laughs> insult. No, no, no. I was calling... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, man. I, I, was, I was trying to refer to you as John Gruden's twin. <laughs> oh, Mark Davis. Yeah, but he's he's not retarded. He's autistic. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not the same it's thing. Much different. <laughs> much different. Just ask James Dolan. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent prepared to talk about to do a full NCAA depth in depth review. Um. The West Virginia rant is is where I was at. Um. Obviously, <clears throat> the field's wide open. Um. We'll ask. Uh, this will be an open question to the listener. Um, when would they like to hear a March Madness predictions preview? Uh, maybe a couple weeks before conference tournament play, we could do something, or they can um, suggest something else. And then I suppose we could do the uh, this fun little programming note. We'll definitely be doing a mayor's bet on a bracket. Yes, hundred uh, percent. 100%. And I'll I'll then owe you four cases of beer. Uh, we'll probably have to do a mayor's bet on a bracket, and then I think we should do a separate mayor's bet the week before on all the conference tournaments, the, the winners of every conference tournament. Okay, we can do that. I think that'll be a good mayor's bet. Um, I'm gonna owe you a hundred dollars worth of beer by the time this is over. Well, you know, well we got NBA playoffs coming up. We got hockey coming up. Oh, I will beat your ass in hockey. So I've got that going for me. Speaking of which, would you like to start your your, your hockey segment? Yes. Now that the NFL is over, we can get into the uh, second best professional sport, which is clearly the NHL. Uh, so th- let's let's take a stroll into uh, Ian's hockey corner. So. Up to this point, just as... Uh, the leaders for the four con- for the four divisions are about as expected, with one exception. So we've got the Boston Bruins, who won the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs last year, or the Stanley Cup final last year. Uh, not a big surprise there, with Tampa Bay Lightning right on their heels. Tampa Bay, uh, you may remember, had the historic collapse from being one of the greatest uh, teams of all time in terms of regular season to then getting swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round. Uh, They had a rough start to the season, and they have managed to climb their way back within a point of the Boston Bruins in the Atlantic. Um, The Metropolitan Division has some familiar faces at the top with the Washington Capitals at the top, uh, followed immediately by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Basically, they've run the roost there for pretty much the last decade at this point. 
uh, with a few different teams moving in there. Uh, and then the St. Louis Blues the uh, are leading the Central, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, uh, with the Colorado Avalanche in position with one game in hand to overtake them with a... Uh, with a win, I believe, tonight. And then the Dallas Stars are just a few points back of them. Uh, probably one of the most competitive uh, three-horse races would be them and then also the Metropolitan Division, which has the Islanders coming in just after the Penguins. Uh, but the Pacific Division is really the interesting one at this point because we have the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they were not good last year. But the reason it's interesting is not because the Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers, two teams that were not even close to making the playoffs last year, are leading this division. It's because the uh, the team two, the team that won the division last year, the San Jose Sharks, is in second to last place. Okay, for the novice the novice hockey guy, how many teams are in every division? There are Eight teams in three of the divisions, and then there's a seven teams in the thir- in the central division. But there's going to be some reshuffling uh, once Seattle joins in a couple years. Gotcha. So Seattle's getting a team. Yes. Man, I wish I wish Charlotte would get a team so badly. Raleigh has a team. I know. It's just it's too far away. It's too okay. far away, fuckers. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So. The the big things to know this year are uh, what we thought we knew is pretty much still what we know. Uh, the Conor McDavid is good at hockey. Um, the Boston Bruins perfection line, that's David Pasternak, uh, Patrice Bergeron, and Brad Marchand. They're good at hockey. Uh, Kucherov is good at hockey. Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, both good at hockey. The big surprises so far this season have been uh, the fact that the New York Islanders and Columbus Blue Jackets have been making a big playoff push in spite of, one, the New York Islanders just don't play a fun, they play like a, like a rough, like just pain it's not fun to watch it's like a strong defensive but not like in a big hitting sort of way type of defense and so it works but it's just not an enjoyable kind and uh, that's what sort of kept them afloat the columbus blue jackets lost panarin and bobrovsky in the offseason and yet they're still in playoff position because they've had a uh a young goalie named Elvis. I I don't remember. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But this uh, this new guy named Elvis come in and just stand on his absolute fucking head this season. Um, is, that, is that a hockey the, term? Stand on your head. Yeah, that's uh, it. Originates from the, the from the explanation of a rule back in I believe the twenties. Where they were asking what a hockey player, what a goalie could do uh, to stop the puck. Uh, and the commissioner said the goalie could stand, on his, could stand on his head for all I care as long as he stays within the crease. And so uh, that's why uh, anytime a goalie has an excellent outing they, or goes on a great stretch, that means that they are standing on their head. Interesting. 
Well, uh, to put you on the spot here, I'm watching the Calgary Flames and the LA Kings. Who you got in this one? That's the Calgary Flames. The LA Kings are the second worst team in the league this year. Aha. Okay. Well, we will see how that turns out. I don't think anyone cares, but um, except did for you. you literally just turn on hockey? Yeah. <laughs> because of this this corner. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to contribute okay. something um, because honestly, I I you named. 15 guys, and I knew like six of them. Mm, that's not ideal. No. Uh, but really the biggest story up to this point in the season has been the fact that 13 uh, coaches have been fired this season. The Joel Quinville, who was hired by the Florida Panthers uh, shortly after the end of last season, uh, he had been fired by the Chicago Blackhawks. He won three Stanley Cups in the last decade. Yeah, he was hired uh, in, like, I want to say May or June of last year. He is now the 14th, uh, he's now, like, the 15th longest tenured coach in the NHL. Holy shit. He has been there for less than a year. People have, and I think that this may be because uh, last year the St. Louis Blues fired their head coach after they were last in their division. And maybe in the league they were tied for last. Uh, in January, and then went on a historic run with uh, Craig Berube at the helm as their interim and ended up winning the Cup. Uh, granted, not every team has a Jordan Bennington, uh, who was the goalie that I think should have been uh, in the running for the Vesna last year. That's the award for best goalie, uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, didn't and, know that. <laughs> so uh, yep. learn something and, uh, every also, day. Also, he should have probably been in the running for the Conn Smythe, uh, which is the MVP of the playoffs. Okay. Once again, but, didn't know uh, that. Yeah, no, that's why I'm telling you. It was because I know you don't know that. Okay, thank you. And so that is the sum up of this at this point. Uh, and the best thing so far in this season is the fact that... Uh, Canadian hockey teams are now good again, uh, which there was cool. a long, long time frame where the Vancouver Canucks, the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, the Winnipeg Jets were all complete dog shit. Uh, and now they're all at least competing for playoff spots. Uh, unfortunately, the Montreal Canadiens are having a down year. Uh, but other than that, I believe every... I mean, they're still competing for a playoff spot, uh, so every Canadian team looks to be in in contention for a playoff spot, which is refreshing uh, because it's just nice to see fan bases that are really passionate about it as opposed to going to a place like Florida where... Tampa Bay, they, yeah. <coughs> Hockey Town. Yeah. Hockey Town, Tampa Bay. Oh, wait, the Ottawa Senators, they, they're still bad this year. Uh, they need just new management, but that's a separate problem. They've always understood that, like the, the coach firing the coach in hockey, they'll do that a lot when they just want a little something refreshing on the bench. You know, because from my understanding, especially in professional hockey, obviously you don't do any recruiting. It's more about game management, and sometimes when like there's bad juju in the locker room, bringing in a fresh face can do a lot of good on the bench. Is that is that kind of the goal there to fire guys, or why there's so much turnover? 
Well, one of the big things that you'll hear is the fact that when you've got the talent on the team, but something's just not working in the locker room, you can't trade the entire fucking team if they're not playing well, so you have to fire the coach. Because if there's just not a motivation to play well or play effectively, then that's going to be a problem. And you can't you can't just flip over the entire team. So you have to change something, and that's why they'll usually go towards firing the coach. Got it. Interesting. I need to pick a team. <clears throat> Traditionally, I'm a Predators fan just because my family lives in Nashville, but I'm not opposed to maybe being a Flames fan. I kind of want to well, pick someone is, that would be like kind of on the fringe, you know? Uh, it is the Caps year. It is the Caps year. Is it, It's 2016. It is the Caps year. Um. um would would you like some suggestions on a fringe team? Sure. Uh, how good do you want this fringe team to be? I want to be like third or fourth in the league. Third or fourth in the league? Yeah. Um, a team that's like got a chance to make a run at the at the Stanley Cup, but isn't the favorite. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, do you want them to be Canadian or American? Hmm. Definitely American. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... I think uh, I think the Dallas Stars are probably a good pick. Uh, I can't root for the Stars. Bad juju. Why is that? Tana's a Stars fan. I, I don't know what that means. Tana, uh, T- Tana was my, my uh, 31-year-old ex-girlfriend from Dallas, Texas. Okay, sounds like a ton of fun. How about yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll do a little more research, but that's the that's the winning that's the winning team right now. So you are you are the Golden Knights fan. Who the are podcast. the Who are the Canadian teams? The Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks. No, no, who's who's Maine. like who would you say would be a Canadian team like on the fringe? Calgary Flames. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm a Flames guy for sure. I'm watching them right now. That's why I turned it on. I'm a big Flames fan. Oh, I hate you so very much for that statement. Why? Just just how flippant you are in saying that you're a Flames fan, and that's why you knowingly turned on that fucking game. Absolutely. Prick. I, knew, I knew there was hockey on tonight. It's a Flames game. This is See, here's the thing. This is how dedicated I am to this podcast that my favorite team is playing right now, and I'm podcasting rather than, than you know, paying attention to the game. I'm going to ask you to name two players on on the Flames. This sucks because it just went to fucking commercial. I know. <laughs> You're not the only one that can watch fucking TV, do, dickhead. Do you have it on, too? Uh, yeah, and I don't even need to have it on to know at least two fucking players. You can name their two best players. Um, I'll tell you their, I'll tell you the name. One is Johnny and the other is Matthew. Can you come up with their last name? Yeah, so it's it's Johnny uh, Galdro and Matthew Kachuk. Uh, they clearly just came. You clearly just looked it up uh, because that's not how you pronounce it. It's Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, <laughs> also known as also known as Johnny Ham and Cheese. There you go. So big, dude. I, that's see. That's why I couldn't pronounce his name. I I knew his name was Johnny Ham and Cheese. Okay. Then why didn't you call him Johnny Ham and Cheese? Because you asked for his name, not his fucking nickname. <laughs> Do you know why he's named Johnny Ham and Cheese? 
Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and see how fast I can Google this. (laughs) (laughs) You do realize I could very easily be fucking with you and that's not actually his nickname. It's no, it's uh, Johnny Hockey or Johnny Ham and Cheese. Um, Before Johnny Hockey, he was Johnny Ham and Cheese. That's what his buddies from Boston College used to call Johnny Gaudreau, a a notoriously picky eater who rarely steps out of his comfort zone, especially when it comes to his own personal cuisine. Yep, no. uh, It's because he walked into a Chinese restaurant and pulled out a ham and cheese sandwich uh, while everyone else was eating at a Chinese buffet. He's that fucking picky. Yep. It's amazing that, you know, some of these professional athletes, and we call this NHL professional sport, um, he can survive on a diet like that. LeBron James would never be able to do that, so. Um, well, uh, Ovi Ovechkin, he is known for mixing Alfredo sauce with uh, red sauce and also throwing some ketchup on there for pasta. And he also drinks Dr. Peppers on the bench. He's... Wait, are you, are you fucking for real? <laughs> that is a 100% true story. That is the most Russian I, thing I've ever heard. That is a story directly from Brooks <laughs> Orpik. Dude, if Ovi could smoke cigs on the bench, I bet he would do it. I'm not 100% sure he hasn't. You know, I bet he would smoke cigs on the bench. Or like has like a vape or something he hides. Uh, Man. Yeah. This has been a much longer hockey corner than I expected. Yeah, I got to come up with a stupid jingle for that too. Obviously, the listeners will have already heard it, but um, I'm gonna have to try to dig that up when we uh, when mm-hmm. we finish up here. You could just play like the beginning of the the Canadian national anthem. <laughs> that's what we'll do. So the listeners already heard this, but that's what it'll be is going to be the Canadian the beginning of O Canada. So. Um, as you know, as this is a Calgary Flames podcast, uh, that's only fitting. This is a this is a Calgary Flames fan and then a Boston Bruins fan. Who roots for the Caps? No, no, I'm just telling you that it's the Caps year. Okay, it's not. Um, it's not a rooting interest. It's an acknowledgement of fact. It's it is the Caps year. Correct. Great. Um, maybe this will actually get Marone to talk about uh, or to listen to our podcast. Um, did we talk about the Penguins much? Not really. Fuck the Penguins. Um, that's that's how we'll, that's our stance. This is an anti-Penguins podcast. Both the animal uh, and the hockey team. Uh, 100%. Uh, I actually would like to dropkick a puffin if given the opportunity. Different animal. That's a different animal. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was a type, I thought it was a type of penguin. I do not believe so. I believe they're different. Okay. <laughs> My point still stands. You'd like to dropkick a puffin. <laughs> Yeah, that's more of an independent goal at some point. Uh, I was just hoping it would intercept. <laughs> so how would you, how'd you get kicked you. off? Uh, how'd you get kicked out of Argentina? I drop kicked a puffin. <laughs> Man, that would be one hell of a line on hinge, wouldn't it? Two truths and a lie. I've drop kicked a I've drop kicked a puffin. Uh, I've never had peanut. I've never had peanut butter, and uh, my favorite color is blue. You know, <laughs> and and. And the my favorite color is blue is the lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually we can we can save this for next week, but I actually have a pretty good set for two truths and a lie that uh, we can get to. What's uh? But, what's, why are we saving it for next week? Fuck the listener. We could die next okay. week, man. I could get invested with. I can get. In, 
invested. Don't get my hopes up, Ryan. Yeah, dude, don't get mine up either, man. Um, <laughs> what are your what are your hinge? What, what's your hinge or what's your what's your go to two truths and a lie? It's uh, I. <laughs> I made out with an Estonian uh, bisexual girl uh, in Germany. I gave an entire I gave an entire best man speech in a British accent. And fuck, what's the third one I always would go with? Oh, I'm blanking on this. Oh man, I'm just this the is why this worst. is why you weren't ready to go. Yeah, no. I had to, I I'll be honest, I needed to think about it some more because I couldn't couldn't quite recall. So those so those are the truths we're, we're looking for the lie. <laughs> no, actually those those weren't both true. Oh. So so the Estonian girl was was uh was gay. Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe uh, I just looked like a really butch lesbian. Hey, could have uh, been. Man, I, this is this is just, you want to talk about bad radio? This is some this is, real. This is bad, bad radio. radio. All right. Well, speaking of dumpster <laughs> fires, um, we'll just go ahead and lead right into your dumpster fire, Ian. What is your dumpster fire of the week? Oh, this is fun. I get to go on a fun little rant. Uh, my entire my dumpster fire is the entirety of the Democratic Party. Uh, last week was without question the best week that Donald Trump has ever had. Yeah, I'd and say it has, so. It has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with the fact that he's his opponents are incompetent. Uh, I believe we touched on the Iowa caucuses last week. If not, if you uh, are curious, you can go back and listen to last week's episode, or you could not do that. I I don't don't care. don't do it to yourself. It was garbage. Um, Continue. That that is our podcast. Um, oh, I know. The, <laughs> <laughs> then they proceeded uh, to f- fail to impeach him, uh, impeach the president, thus rendering any future attempts it, to impeach him. In as, which I love uh, that he called. Neutered. Which which I I love that he called um, the attempt quote unquote bullshit <laughs> his speech. <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's the. He just sort of went off on a an absolute tear afterwards. Uh, and then uh, now it's very clear that Joe Biden, who was the front runner for quite some time, is dead and buried. As is apparently Elizabeth Warren's hopes of winning the presidency. Yes, Andrew Yang, the only likable character in the. Uh, uh, whoa, 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 It's a Tulsi podcast. Is she still, I thought she had dropped out. <laughs> no, she's still running. I don't know why. She's got no shot. Yeah, okay. So, Andrew Yang, the only person that's been in the last few debates that uh, was even remotely likable, uh, is no longer in there. Is Tom Steyer still running? It doesn't I think really matter. Tom, doesn't I think Tom dropped out. But Amy, it's like Amy, Klo- Amy Klobuchar... Um, Mayor Pete, uh, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren. Obviously, they're pretty much out of it. Andrew Yang's the only one I've seen that's um, he quit today, right? Or was it yesterday? Uh, no, he did it last night. Yeah. Um, the and so Amy Klobuchar is apparently RKO'd uh, 
Joe Biden's chances of winning because she's come off as a sane person, uh, which is something that Joe Biden's been struggling with. I wonder why. It could yeah. it has nothing to do with be, how senile he is. Yeah. Um, you're just a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. Makes complete sense to me, Joe. Yeah, uh, but she is now uh, taking over the we want a woman because she's a woman vote from Warren, it appears, and she's taken over the same, the like central establishment Democrats from Joe Biden. I'm not entirely sure who's voting for Pete Buttigieg, except that they're white, uh, and then Bernie Sanders has his cult, and so um, the fact that that snafu happened in Iowa basically means that the Democratic Party is screwed this fall because either what's going one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to nominate an open socialist, which is going to turn, according to I think it's Pew Research polls, uh approximately twenty five percent of just the Democratic Party against their their own candidate because they've stated in polls that they could not bring themselves to vote for a socialist. And that's Democrats, not to mention independents. Uh-huh. Uh, or you have someone like Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, comes in and steals the election from, Joe, uh, from Bernie Sanders in the eyes of the Bernie bros. Uh, and it's the establishment working against Bernie, and so then that base of like ten to fifteen percent passionate fans refuses to back the uh, the Democratic candidate. So at this point, here's do you see it? I think it's going to be different than twenty sixteen though, where I don't think I don't think you'll see people go vote for the other person, where you had people that like went and voted for Trump because he was the lesser of two evils than Hillary, but. It, you got to think maybe it'll be less of a turnout at the polls. Maybe I just don't know how it's going to go. I'm confused how it's going to how the reaction will turn out because I, I think Bernie is going to get more young people to vote for him than ever before, just with the simple promise that um, low taxes and we're going to make all your student debt go away. You know, you would think that, but do you know what the turnout in Iowa was? What was it? A s- Essentially, it was a hundred and seventy thousand, which is essentially equal to what it was for Hillary Clinton four years ago. Despite the fact that the population of Iowa has increased by, I believe, uh, a few hundred thousand people. Holy shit! So I might be overstating how much the population of Iowa has increased. Yeah, but you'd expect a little bit of an increase. You know, year over year, yeah. but it is the primary, and a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of young people aren't aren't registered. No, no, as that a, was for the primary. I'm talking about. Well, so if the young people were actually uh, enthusiastic, then you would think that they'd be enthusiastic enough to make sure that their candidate made it through the primary. You'd think so, but I, I see a lot of I could see a lot of young people not registering as a Democrat or a Republican. You know what I'm saying? So they can't vote in the primary. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I'm I'm telling you that relying on the youth vote is one of the most dangerous decisions that any politician can make because young people don't give a shit about politics. There is a non-zero chance that half of his fucking support young supporters get high or drunk and forget to go vote. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. For 100%. It's definitely dangerous. I just think it'll be higher than it. I don't know. I was telling my dad this. Yes, <clears> but... <throat> Yes, but they will have no votes from people over 60, and they vote a lot more than the people under uh, under 30. Right, and Trump will have the over 60 vote wrapped up, 100%. He will win it by, like, 80%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but before we move off to your dumpster fire, I'd like to move, off, move to the most uh, noteworthy Democrat uh, that had a bad week this past week, and that's uh, Mr. Mittens Romney. <laughs> so, uh, for those that are curious, yes, I realize that he's technically a Republican, but this spineless coward <laughs> has not, he has been slapped in the face over and over again by the, by the corporate press and, and by the Democratic Party, who have, uh, just for a list of things that Democrats have said and done to him. Uh, he was literally accused of murder in when he was running for president. This is all what happened while he was running for president in 2012. He was literally accused of murder by some Democratic PACs. He was accused of wanting to put y'all back in chains, talking about African-American churchgoers. Uh, that was Joe Biden that said that. Uh, he, uh, he, he had been lied about by Harry Reid, then the Senate uh, Majority Leader, on the floor of Congress where he stated that Mitt Romney didn't pay taxes, which was a blatant lie, a provable lie. Uh, he had a CNN debate moderator join in on behalf of his opponent in the middle of a debate. And he had, and he was mocked for very accurately pointing out that Russia was a global uh, geopolitical threat to the United States. But what did he do, Ian? What did he do last week? He then proceeded because Donald Trump is a mean, mean man, apparently, and uh, Mitt Romney believes in God, is what he said, and it. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he gets this strange new respect anytime he turns, he tucks tail and runs away from a fight. Uh, he gets this strange new respect from the from the media outlets. He decided to vote uh, in favor of the impeachment of Donald Trump on the count of abuse of power. Now, I for one am of the opinion that Donald Trump has abused his power. But not for any of the reasons that were talked about in this entire, like, three-month impeachment fiasco. Yes. And so, what they accused him of was essentially investigating a political opponent for corruption, which is interesting because that's essentially what has been happening to him for the last four years uh, from when he had become a candidate. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so that's that's just a basic take. But apparently uh, Mitt Romney was really upset that he didn't get uh, Secretary of State and how mean and, uh, and boorish Donald Trump is. So he uh, he's basically, he could not be, honestly, he needs to 
I he should be given a gimp suit at this point because so that he can dress for the job that he clearly wants. Talking about being a masochist because he just gets beaten down by the fucking press and the Democratic Party over and over again. Just keeps slapping him and kicking him, but then. Uh, then he keeps crawling back, saying, "Yes, m- yes, sir. May I have some more?" I mean, it is a pitiful showing, and I cannot stand anyone who says that he did it on principled basis. His principle is that he hates Donald Trump more than people who have actually come out and accused him of vile, terrible things with no basis, all because he doesn't like the direction his party's gone. Well, maybe if you weren't such a gigantic fucking pussy that could actually stand up for yourself and have a bit of fight to you, then we wouldn't be in this situation where people thought it was necessary to go and get Trump. But no, 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 no. You only decide to stand up to people when they're in your own fucking party, and when it's someone on the other side, you just sit back and let them do whatever the fuck they want. Hot take. Um, <clears throat> are all Mormons this this big of uh, pushovers? Uh, Senator Mike Lee from Utah, I'm not sure if he's actually a Mormon, uh, basically came out and said that there are plenty of Utahns uh, that supported the decision Romney made, uh, but they are all registered Democrats. (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. I love it. What a fucking spineless prick. Spineless prick. Um... Anything else on Mitt Romney? Uh, nope, that's all. Oh yeah, don't I forgot to mention Mike Bloomberg wanting to buy his way into the Democratic nominee for president. I did like that. Um, <clears throat> uh, I saw a joke on Twitter today that said uh, um, Mike Bloomberg is, has entered the race, and it was a Zillow ad for the White House, except it said <laughs> not for sale. Um. By the way, valued at $430 million. What? Wait, how much does he value that? No, no, the, um, the, the White House on Zillow. Is, what's it valued at? $430 million. Oh, is that all? The property, yeah. The rent is estimated to be about uh, $1.8 million per month. Chump so, change for Donald Trump. Yeah, dude, he shits that kind of cash. Um, all right. Well, I will dive into my dumpster fire of the week, and that is uh, Hallmark Holidays. Um, so, Ian, not sure if you know this. It's February 12th. Um, in two days, it will be lovely Valentine's Day. Um, and once again, it is proven to be a bullshit holiday. And I'm not saying this out of spite for being a, a lonely, miserable motherfucker, but rather out of spite that even if I did have a girlfriend, I still think it's a fucking pointless holiday. And here's why. A, there's this expectation you have to go to some fancy dinner. Why? Because some little fucking angel with a fucking diaper and heart arrows shot shot me with a heart arrow? No, that's so dumb. Number two. It's a cherub. That's a thing from Halo, right? No, a cherub is from Greek mythology, you <laughs> dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing, um, why February? We picked the fucking the you, you pick this 
You pick this time of the year where it's cold as fuck everywhere. It's rainy or snowy everywhere. The days are short. You're stuck in your fucking office all day. Everybody's miserable. Why don't we make it like July 6th when everyone's hot and like, you know, out wearing fucking bathing suits and, you know, grilling by the pool and drinking beer. If Feb- if Valentine's Day was over the summer, I'd be much more inclined to celebrate. But the fact that it's on a cold, miserable day in February makes it that much worse. Number three, this expo- counterpoint. Counterpoint. It is in the middle of cuffing season. No, it's not. Cuffing season is September to November. Honestly, it's September I, to October. No, no, I, no. Cuffing season is uh, when you cuff up around November so that you can have someone to be in a relationship with over the holidays. If anything, it's towards the end of the cuffing season. No, 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 no. Cuffing season, cuffing season is over. Like, yeah, maybe November, but but it's over by the holidays, and now everyone's looking at their significant other. Like, eh, you know, kind of want to be single for the summer. Kind of want to go get wild and get fucked up on the boat and show my titties to some forty-five-year-old investment bankers. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, I, I'm getting what you're saying. I just assumed that 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 sort of cuffing season. Uh, basically ended when spring started, when people s- stopped, like, actually had the motivation to go outside because it wasn't dog shit. I'm not following you here. No, well, it's not important. Go to your okay. third point. All right. So the third point, okay, what do you get someone for Valentine's Day? You take them out to a fancy dinner. Okay, cool. You take someone you care about out to a fancy dinner. Big fucking deal. You get them flowers. They sit on the table. They rot and die. Miserable gift. You get them an edible arrangement. Arguably the worst gift you could give anybody. Worse than fruitcake. It lasts for literally three hours. Who wants to eat slimy cantaloupe or a fucking warm strawberry? It's disgusting. Uh, or you get them a giant stuffed teddy bear. What are you going to do? Hump the teddy bear and send you a fucking TikTok of it? No. It's it's like there's no gift you get anyone for Valentine's Day. Like if you get jewelry, it's too much. If you get them flowers, it doesn't mean enough. If you get them uh, if you get them a, a fucking edible arrangement, you're a piece of shit. If you don't take them to a fan- dude, it's such a bullshit. Like take me to a fancy dinner, but don't be too fancy. And then there's the whole th- relationship you're in where. Either A, it's not like it's too early to really talk about Valentine's Day, so it's an awkward time where you read a, you beat around the bush and you just kind of don't acknowledge it. Or B, you're too far into your relationship and they expect the fucking moon and you take them to, to, you take them to Applebee's two for 20 and it's not good enough. And you know, that's bullshit. Anyone that's in a relationship that can't enjoy a good two for 20 and dollar marks is, is conceited and needs to look in the mirror and understand that this is America and that's in fucking national pastime. So, and, and miss me with this whole fucking woe is me bullshit Oh, happy, happy national singles awareness day. You know, don't I, just dude miss me with that shit. I hate that. Woe is me fucking attitude at any time of the year. Like, oh, like you're more aware you're single today because it's Valentine's Day than you are when you're walking around the fucking grocery store and you see some dime piece walking around with a guy that's six foot seven and great hair, and you're not saying woe is me then, you're doing the same shit whether it's fucking February 14th or whether it's you know Christmas Eve or July 30th. It's the same fucking attitude, dude. You know, there's no woe is me shit, so kill it with that shit. Don't put it on your social media because if you do, you're a loser and I don't respect you. End rant.
You know what is more woe is me than putting it on your social media? Is to do an entire podcast segment about it. Yeah. The good news is, is no one watches or listens to our podcast. So I'm not really advertising, except for the people that are going to text me and say, hey, you're a loser. Shut the fuck up. Also, very rude of you to assume that that's how I feel about it, Ian. I'm very comfortable with my own skin and my own relationship status. If I wanted to be dating a a 37-year-old mom in Maryland, I probably could be, but I'm not going to. That seems oddly myself. specific to the point that I assume that that is a very a very eligible decision for you to make. Uh, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, and uh, you know, sure, I probably could meet a mom in in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, that has two kids and is also 37 and works in medical scales, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't yet, you know. So um, at this point, it's. Uh, you know, we're, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's not my cup of tea. So, uh, you know, I'm happy being, being, you know, 25, single in Charlotte, kind of doing my own thing. Well, I'm going to post it on my social media tomorrow and let everyone know how well I'm doing. Okay. And uh, I, I think you, uh, this sort of leads into the question I was going to ask, uh, which is how do you feel about the sort of uh, like jokey online thing about Singles Awareness Day or Halloween being National Diabetes Awareness Day, uh, Childhood Diabetes Awareness, or like Day After 420 being National Surprise Drug Test Day. It's just a fucking stupid internet joke. The Singles Awareness Day, like I went on my rant about, is stupid. Like it just draws attention to yourself. Like it just literally screams, hey, look at me, I'm single. Um, The other ones are just kind of jokes on, you know, making fun of a minority of people that um, do celebrate some of these holidays. Uh, You know, that's weird because I thought you'd be totally in on making fun of a minority. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. For the record, no, absolutely not. Okay. Not until white males become the minority do I make fun of minorities. This is a PC podcast, bro. I'm going to report you to the fucking PC principal. Hold on. I thought that we were a Tulsi podcast. Yes, we are. Tulsi's PC is fuck. No, she isn't. She came out and accused accused Hillary Clinton of being a warmonger. That's PC as hell, man. What's not politically correct about that? (laughs) You're going after the only female to ever be nominated for president by a major political party. It's, if anything, it's internalized misogyny. You know, I'm not going down this road with you, you <laughs> fucking Democrat. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm an anarchist. But, it's completely different. But here's the thing. The, 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 it brings me to my next point. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a Hallmark holiday. It's a made-up holiday. And it goes just in line with Mother's Day and Father's Day, which is made up, of course by fucking West Virginians to celebrate things that we don't need to celebrate. You should love your mom and dad every day unless they beat you with a broom, then maybe not. <laughs> what, if they, okay. what if they don't beat me with a broom, they beat me with something else? Well, uh, it depends on the severity. Maybe you deserved it. <laughs> oh, okay. I most certainly did, but that's not really neither here nor there. Um, but uh, speaking of... Um, Stupid things that West Virginians are saying. Um, I will preface this by saying I did not realize that uh, that uh, there had been legislation introduced from this particular senator. But uh, my boomer of the week um, will move right into that segment. 
Uh, and that is Shelly Moore Capito from the, uh, she's the Republican Center from West Virginia. And uh, during some stupid fucking interview with, uh, with athletic commissioners, athletic conference commissioners from college, I don't know what the whole premise of it was. Um, the but- amount of hearings that are held on uh, Capitol Hill that nobody knows about is mind-boggling. They had one where, like, I remember seeing a picture of it. It was shortly after the Super Bowl where the Louisiana senator was doing a demonstration as to how the Saints got fucked by the refs. Oh, Dude, that one was like, great. Like, that kind of shit just makes me wonder, like, what are you guys doing up there? You know, a week, uh, literally three days after we almost impeached the president, and we're sitting there talking to athletic conference commissioners about, about – whatever they were talking about. But to my point, Capito um, basically called out Bob Bullsby for um, signing the Big 12 to a deal with ESPN Plus where um, every school gets like millions of dollars from this media deal, but you know, ESPN Plus gets game rights to a lot of premier games. For example, both West Virginia, Kansas games are on ESPN plus to get ESPN plus. You have to stream it through the internet costs $5 a month. The problem here is that a lot of West Virginians don't have access to high speed internet. So Capito basically called him out saying, you know, it's kind of bullshit. Why didn't you consider the state of West Virginia when you were signing this deal, knowing that a lot of people don't have access to high speed internet. And Bob said, well, we did what's beneficial um, for all of the schools, and we certainly listened to the concerns of West Virginians. Um, the reason I thought this made Shelley Moore Capito a boomer is because um, I didn't think she'd introduced any legislation to uh, help the state. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking, rather than accuse Bob Bolsby of doing good business, how about you propose a bill or pass a bill, better yet, that gets better access for high-speed internet or makes high-speed internet more accessible to West Virginians? Um, according to you, she apparently has with Joe Manchin, um, but the details are um, unknown at this time. Yeah, uh, I would like to also point out that the um, uh, words, uh, that it also would, what she didn't take into account is that the Big 12 has demonstrated regularly that they don't give a fuck about West Virginia. And that we are simply here as an as a tenth member to have a round number so that they can just go through and have a more re, uh, more professional and like competitive looking conference. Yes, Bob Bowlesby's a twat at the end of the day. You know that's that's the summation of the whole thing. Um, you know that that what yes, West Virginia will always be the afterthought redheaded stepchild of the conference until we re re. Uh, um, not locate, but, you know, realign with a different conference. Um, I could go down the path um, that um, I think internet Oh, by the way, have... uh, the title of the bill, it wasn't, I thought it was with Manchin. It was with Jackie Rosen from Nevada. Uh, uh-huh. It was a bill to remove inconsistencies in service and improve broadband access across the country. Well, good. It was Um, it was introduced November of last year. Has it seen any votes? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's even left committee yet. These can take a while. 
Good to know, because we got to hash out all the details and all the and, change the ands to the ifs and the ifs to the ands. I get it. Yep. You know, um, I could go down my path, um, but I don't feel like losing the argument that um, internet should be more government regulated than it is now. But uh, we'll save that for a later podcast when I have done a little more research on it. Um, all right, Ian, how's Ronnie doing? Uh, he's doing pretty well. I would like to. I would like to say that. We can uh, we can always have an argument about why anarchy is clearly the best governmental system, uh, whenever you'd like. But moving on to my boomer of the week, once again, yes. Ronnie is back at it. You better believe it. The last few weeks, it's been people that are upset with Ronnie. This week, Ronnie's getting his revenge. He was invited to a prayer breakfast by uh, his local church. Oh, that's so nice. And uh, he's very—he's a really respected leader. He's—he's a, he's a respected leader in uh, in the religious ranks, isn't he? Yeah, no. He's not, uh, obviously, he's, he's not a, super religious himself, but you know, he, he appeals to a lot of religious folks. Yeah, I mean, he's a community leader, and so he realizes that people—people people in his community really, really love their Jesus and their God, their magical Sky King. Uh, yes. And so he—he he usually tries to to placate to them. He like he likes to do it all for show, but he uh, he may have been he claims to not be a big drinker, but he may have been on the sauce for this one, which is a little concerning because it is a breakfast and it's a church. Right. right. Uh, but then again, you know, Jesus did turn water into wine, so he knew how to party. Um, mm-hmm. But so this was uh, last week, just a day after his company decided that they were not going to fire him. If you'll remember the previous week. Uh, that was that had been an ongoing thing that we discussed uh, with Ronnie and how he's been struggling with it for the past few weeks. Well, it yeah, finally been, was keeping, keeping him up at night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was finally resolved. He will not be fired, and he decided that this prayer breakfast, where he knew there were some of those people that went to this church, the same church as him, that uh, it's a big church. They uh, that he wanted to see him fired, and he just let him have it. I think he swore a few times, which wasn't great for the churchgoers. Just went on a weird personal rant about the one of the people. He was just he was in one at that point. Uh, but because he was such a major uh, major leader of the community, no one really wanted to step up and ask him to stop. Uh huh. So he uh. Some would argue he made sort of an ass of himself, but if that's not if that's not what a, a local ch- community church breakfast is for, for an elderly boomer to make a fool of themselves because of some local drama, some community drama, then I don't know what is a boomer move. Of course, you know, and it, the only thing that would make it better, and I think Ronnie did post something on Facebook about it too. You know that's that's really where you get into the boomer boomerness of it is is you, is you go he goes and, and says these things and then you know he goes and posts on Facebook about it too or he shares you know a clip of him speaking at this breakfast oh, and kind of yeah. going off the cuff. You know, you're exactly right. There's nothing more boomer than using Facebook. That's it. That's it. So you know the kids nowadays they're they're all on TikTok, which is basically just longer Vine. That, that also yeah. that also spies on you. Does that make me a boomer that I don't know TikTok that well? I've never used it. I just know that it exists. I couldn't describe it to you very well. That's it. I basically just gave my best description. It's longer Vine. It's a that big is, Zoomer. It's a big Zoomer website, I think. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, it's very popular. Then again, Zoomers watch YouTube more than they watch TV. So, Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. PewDiePie is the biggest celebrity amongst people under the age of 21. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, so TikTok is Who is just PewDiePie? That he is a Swedish, he's some Scandinavian country, but he's a, I want to say Swedish gamer who makes funny videos on YouTube, typically uh, including him making, just sort of narrating his, uh, his playthroughs of online gaming. I believe he was featured on like South Park at one point. And uh, he's best known for, at one point, he always would refer to himself as PewDiePie. You know, that sounds like something that someone would say if they watched a lot of PewDiePie. But um, I digress. I have watched a lot of South Park. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, on that note, let's get into some picks. Um Ian, do you have any hockey? I got a couple futures, um, quick short futures, but do you have any hockey this week? Yes, I have three hockey picks for this week. Uh, they're, they're all for this Saturday, and it's the three early games, strangely enough. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings are going to be visiting the Bruins. They just won at home against the Bruins. Bruins are going to be looking for deve- uh, revenge. Bruins have been the best, one of the top three or four teams all season, uh, and they've only lost two games in regulation at home. So I, uh, I would hammer uh, the fact that Detroit's the worst team in the league. I would hammer the puck line on this. Uh, for those uninitiated, that means that Boston will win by uh, more than one and a half goals, so two goals yes, or more. Yes, two goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the Blues over the Predators. I think I'm more of a straight up, but if, for those that are feeling a little riskier, I think that the puck line will also hit. Uh, it's a little concerning, though, because of the Bowmeister injury that happened a couple days ago where he collapsed on the bench, so they may not be in the right state of mind. Hopefully they could get their wits about them. I assume they'll probably lose their next game and then try to come out swinging and, and on Saturday against the, the Predators. Uh, and then for the final game, uh, we have, oh, shit, just switched away from it, uh, but let me pull it back up. We Bad have radio. the Philadelphia Flyers visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning are on a tear. They've, they've gone 9-0-1 in their last 10 games. Nobody's stopping them. Philadelphia isn't going to stop them, even if they've got Catahat and that. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay. I take them straight up. Uh, probably take them the puck line too. They've been just outscoring everyone by a million the last ten, the last fifteen or twenty games. They've been on absolute tear. And those are my three picks. All right. Well, obviously, I don't have any action on that because I only watched the Calgary Flames, as discussed earlier in this podcast. Um, I have two futures for you. Two big events this weekend. The Daytona Five Hundred um, kicks off the. NASCAR season. I want to double check that. Something tells me I'm wrong and it's the weekend after this, but I want to confirm. Um, so while you're looking this up, I have a quick question. Who are the two people that you named from the Calgary Flames earlier? 
No, it is on Sunday. Um, it is Chachuk and uh, and uh, Tommy Ham and Cheese. Johnny Ham and Cheese. <laughs> it is Johnny Ham and Cheese, and it's Matthew Kutchuk. Whatever. Kutchuk, Chachuk, same shit. Yeah, so the Daytona 500 is this weekend. Um, the Great American Race. So uh, I really like William Byron. Um, and a lot of there's a lot of value in his pick at twenty to one. Um, that's plus two thousand for you noobs. And uh, I also like this weekend in another futures bet. And let me get you the odds on that, just so we can be. Um, let's see here, Genesis odds to win. So the Genesis Open. Oh, I got logged out. We're logging in now. I like Tiger Woods. I want to give you guys some odds. Um, the reason I like Tiger Woods in this one is that. He's never won here. Um, first tournament, second tournament of the year. Um, this is a course he's played quite a bit. This is Riviera Country Club in L.A. for those that don't know where they're playing this. Um, loaded field, but a lot of guys are kind of getting back into the swing of things. Brooks Kepka, um, Kevin Na will be there, Max Homa, Matthew Wolf's playing in this, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy. But um, Woodsy is plus 1,400. Um, so I, uh, I like, I like his odds there t- to maybe compete and win this weekend at Riviera. Okay. Um, anything on else that note, exciting? Uh, no, on that note, um, I got nothing else to add. So, uh, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Sounds about right. I think that this is about time that we fade the public. Yep. Fade the public. See you later, bitches. Have a good singles awareness day. You fucking dick.